Hello, this is Elizabeth Copeland and Hallie Williams, and we are the Out of Grief Comes Art podcast. So welcome back. We are so excited to have our second official podcast recording here today. Yay. You don't get to see us in, in person like you did last week with our <laughs> lovely blue plaid shirts, but uh, just suffice to say that we're still outside. We're still on Bainbridge Island, but yeah. we're also very cold. Everyone liked <laughs> the chimes and the birds. And the birds. And <laughs> and I have a blanket now. Okay. Yeah, yeah Hallie has a blanket. I have a big sweater. But uh, welcome to the Pacific Northwest in June. This is the way it happens. Yeah. At, at like the so, just to to uh, recap a little bit from last week, we we talked about what this podcast was going to be all about, which is obviously is out of grief comes art. Uh-huh. But we also ended the podcast saying, "Oh wait, we forgot to talk about our film." So we want to talk a little bit about the our film honoring choices but first we want to acknowledge the sponsors of our program so today i want to do a big shout out not only to people's memorial which who is our sponsor for the next three months people's memorial and that's peoplesmemorial.org right yeah peoplesmemorial.org and you'll also find it on our website and on our our um, facebook page and instagram we'll make a point of making sure that peoplesmemorial.org is front and center for you folks to find. But also today, we want to do a big shout out to uh, our newest sponsor, Grief Coach. They provide text support, text grief support for the phone and on your phone. And it's it's quite something, actually. And uh, Hallie, you recently I, I, lost yeah, your dad. And I have it. I subscribe to it. It's really cool. You, you put in your information. You put in the information of the person you just recently lost. Or, I mean, it doesn't even have to be a person. It could be a dog. It could be a cat or, you know, whatever. And um, you put in the info, kind of fill out their questionnaire, and they send you these awesome and very timely um, texts that just kind of guide you through your week or your day you can set how often you want them it's awesome so right and just to point out these texts are curated by experts in the field so oh yeah they're really yes. there to to help support you but today we want to talk about honoring choices the film that we've recently finished yes oh we are um, in fact we're just out of post-production anyway and we are having closed caption Put on it so that yeah. everybody can can um, yeah. understand the words and and so forth. And I wanted to say that this is truly honoring choices. Truly is an out of grief comes art because although I wrote the play for honoring choices Pacific Northwest mm-hmm. as part of their <coughs> conference on advanced care planning, yep. it is the story loosely based but based on my own father and his terminal diagnosis. So. Honoring Choices is definitely a work of art that came out of the loss of my dad. Yeah. yeah. And we'll soon have Bonnie Bazell on the show to talk a little bit about it, because Bonnie and Honoring Choices Pacific yeah. Northwest were our, they're the ones that, that commissioned me to write the piece in the first place. But I particularly wanted to talk about the film today, but also talk to you, Hallie, not only about grief coach that yes. you get, but the loss of your father. Mm-hmm. And you just told me that today is his birthday his birthday happy birthday dad and um a lot of people out there listening are are coming up on father's day and if you've lost your father 
that can be a very difficult time. So we're here to honor and support those who have lost yep. their dad this Father's Day. But Hallie, tell us a little bit about what happened when with your dad and his situation oh, and what and what you're doing to help yourself. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So let's see if those of you who are listening who know me probably knew my dad, and if you didn't, that's okay. Um, my dad was just a character. I okay. So I mean, I want to start by saying I don't feel like my story with my dad is particularly unique, but I do. I mean, there are some points along the way with this story that really spark me to feel like I should I should be gearing my life towards advocating for better health and conversations around death so that's part of the reason why I'm doing this podcast and um you know but it gives you perspective right um but my my dad's situation really wasn't not to say it wasn't special but my dad was always sick so growing up he um always had diabetes and congestive heart failure and that was something as a child like I learned how to manage that with him and help him so when his blood sugar was low I learned you know kind of what snacks he needed I learned the health side of it and the nutrition side of it and learned all about this illness because he just really wasn't good at managing it and the dynamic in my household was that I mean it was it was this dynamic that we were supposed to take care of him and mm. while that's like i don't know now i'm a parent right so i have perspective on this i think that was probably very unhealthy but also i do have an expectation that my kids will take care of me if i'm mm. needing something mm-hmm. i don't know so that's something i grapple with now you know just in my day to day right i mean i have a 4 year old and a 1 year old so i'm not quite there yet but <laughs> But right. like I, if I am sick, I do expect my kids to step up and be and caring help out or and, care. Yeah, right. right. But then, maybe not at the level he would require from me. I don't know. Um, well, but, and this brings up the the point and what the film is about honoring choices, which is planning. You yeah, know, advanced care planning. And I know your dad didn't have any. And we didn't really talk about. I mean, we didn't. We didn't talk about ever what could happen from sickness. Right, mm. like, and not not to say. I mean, okay, Elizabeth and I are proponents of, of talk about death and grief and make it a normal conversation. But it's not like we, we, ever really talked about what was happening with his sickness to his body, and if it wasn't managed, what that could lead to. Right. So it was just more, I'm sick and my blood sugar is low. Go make me a snack, type of. and that's kind of all I knew as a kid so okay so fast forward now I'm an adult I have kids and um his this he still didn't take care of his health right and the conversation then honestly became like the eye roll from me um where my dad would call me and FaceTime me to talk to the boys and he would my boys and he he would be like eating a donut or something and I would just look at my husband and roll my eyes and oh my gosh he's hopeless and you know just because how many times are you gonna say to him like you got to take care of yourself and it's on you to take care of yourself and and they don't so when I got the call at the end of January it was Mm -hmm. I think so Mm -hmm. um yeah end of January I got a call from the doctor who which like at this point I've already like I, mean, I know the doctor at this point because mm-hmm. every time dad would have something going on with his health, the doctor would call me and say, this is what's going on. And, you know, and, mm-hmm. and um, at the time I was still living in Vegas. So I was mm-hmm. away from my dad and she called and was like, hey, Walter's back. 
really not doing well. I'll keep it posted. And I think I was like, okay, cool. Bye. And like hung up. The, like I didn't. Right. And not right. like in a sensitive way. Like I don't love my dad or I wasn't worried, but I was like, here we are again for the 9 millionth time mm-hmm. because you want to eat donuts or like, I right. mean, what am I supposed to do with you? I don't. Right? Exactly. And also in my mind, like he's not like he was ever going to die from it because we hadn't talked about that. I mean, we didn't, right. we didn't even, I don't know. So then she called back. He's getting worse. Then she called back. His kidneys are failing. Then she called back. His heart's operating at 9%. You need to pack a bag right now and get over here. Mm. And I was like, whoa, what? And I think I think I text you probably really late at night. Probably, yes. Um, yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. I think my dad's about to die. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you were like, oh, no. And she called me and we talked. And I remember it all being very blurry and just packing a bag really fast just mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i don't really even know what i was packing but i also the mom and me packed the bags for all my kids and my husband too and i remember oh gosh yes i did and i remember <laughs> yeah. justin my mm-hmm. husband shout mm-hmm. out to the greatest man on this planet um he he, I remember he lost his mother and he was like, Hey, take deep breaths. And he was really like walking me through this physical part of it that I was totally out of touch with. Mm-hmm. Like I just wasn't even, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I wasn't in tune with it. And I had packed all the bags like a crazy person. And mm-hmm. <laughs> then I took my bag and then he dropped me off and I pulled up and he in, in Seattle where my dad was. And there he was, and mm-hmm. he was already beginning the transition process, which I didn't even know that was a thing. Right. right. I didn't even... Nobody teaches you about the transition process. Right. It, they don't. They don't. And you don't even know enough to ask. Mm-mm. We should mm. have a discussion about that sometime. That's an we art should. form, think, the transition process. Yeah. Yeah. They did give me this really cool little handbook, and it oh. said it said that there's, like, these phases and time periods, and mm-hmm. I was like... Okay. Mm-hmm. And when somebody knows they're about to die. And so that was very interesting for, I don't know, but there's, there's a lot to the transition process that we, right. we're going to have to go into. But, um, on the final days of my dad passing, he, he really was not very responsive while we were there. Like he knew that I was there. He knew my sister was there and that family was around him, but he was really not there. Uh, yeah. But on the, like, day or two before he passed he sat up with all of his energy and said i need to be buried with the bass guitar the strap in the ground with my mom and i remember my sister and i looking at each other and we were like wait i'm sorry what (laughs) what so my sister is like the sweetest bubbliest her heart is just bigger than anything and she was like okay dad we'll try to make it happen and i'm like the cutthroat (laughs) i'm like the cutthroat realist person who was like who is doing this and with what pocketbook right it is not mine like and i wasn't trying to be rude i just was like wait hold hold up wait you want us to open up a grave and like do all like and bury you you don't want to be cremated you don't want oh my god like it was so overwhelming um, that would be over what that'd be really yeah. difficult and it and also I'm, like into, trying to not you know ruffle my sister's feathers because she was like super super deep in the emotional side of it and i'm sitting there and i was emotional i trust me mm-hmm. but i'm also i'm older than her i'm the oldest and i'm like 
like <laughs> well it's a heavy responsibility period just you know being with someone at the end of their life mm -hmm. and trying to honor their wishes and especially if you're you know a loving daughter and you you've had no warning that this is right. what they want that is really difficult and that's why in the film we really that dynamic use the, happens the, the, that, that dynamic yeah. happens exactly and and in fact bob the, the character in the film even says about his two daughters one one will sit and hold his hand and be there till the very, very end okay, with loving and caring. Yep. The other one will sue the doctors for malpractice. Yeah, that's now, me. obviously, <laughs> she's not going to, and it's meant tongue-in-cheek. Even, even Bob's character means it tongue-in-cheek, but that's kind of the difference. And you, yeah. you almost need to have those two, quite frankly. Someone is in the last day of their life. They need that hand-holding, but they also need someone to be very... Yeah. Um, pragmatic about what happens next and if you don't know what happens next or you don't know what the person wants mm -hmm. not only you it's um not only sad but you feel guilty you feel yeah. like why you know, i feel like i, I want to honor him. my dad but you feel like you failed him I exactly did, i did yeah. and it was just so sad oh i'm not gonna cry right now yeah. but like it's so sad for me because i'm like first of all dad this bass guitar is beautiful second of all it's huge it's like it's, yeah like, I mean, there's so much more to this it's so much deeper but just just to allude to the overwhelm of it that overwhelming right. feeling of it all right um and so, and now you're coming up on your first, well, today's his birthday, today's so his birthday. what kind of things are coming through your mind right now on this first birthday without him? So I'm, well, I cried myself to sleep last night, mm -hmm. but it was good. Mm -hmm. it, was, <laughs> it was a good cry. It's a good I cry. I needed it. Yeah. I don't cry. If any, if any of you know me in real life, I'm like not the one to cry. So, um, uh, so it was a it was a release, and I don't do that very often, so that's good. But um, well, you can do that. I mean, we I were mean, in the Seattle Times last week, and we, what was the big thing? Oh, don't be strong. Don't be strong. Cry when you need to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, okay, this is a weird answer, but I really I'm really missing my dad, even though we would butt heads a lot. Mm -hmm. Like he was, mm -hmm. I mean. It's not that I'm a piece of cake, but he was not a piece of cake, okay? Like, he was, we were always at, at some odds, but um, I have this idea that I really want to start doing as, if, like, as a mother and, uh, you know, as the matriarch of my family, I really want to start holding death parties for the people who have passed ah, in yes, our life. Yes. So, okay, on one hand, this is my sneaky way of you know, turning into a grandma one day, which I've got years till then, yes, but yes. getting the family all together mm -hmm. for an occasion for somebody who's passed. So, right? Like, it's my way of... So, if if um, Auntie Elizabeth mm -hmm. had passed away, we all gather on her day, on her birthday, mm -hmm. and we all eat mm -hmm. chocolate because she loves chocolate or whatever... Mm -hmm whatever it oh, is. Oh, I love that idea. Right? And and you just you just have their thing and right? you just celebrate. Lemon and, bars. Okay, lemon bars. Get my Got sister it. to make lemon bars. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, that kind of thing. Like, mm -hmm. my grandpa, he used to drink root beer floats. Ooh, yes. But with chocolate ice cream. Oh. And he would call them a brown cow. Yes, yes. My mom used to talk about those. <laughs> she loved those. Yeah. Oh. So, so, like, how cool would it be just as an excuse to get everyone together? You make brown right. cows and you say, happy birthday, Grandpa. And, yeah. But, like, also just kind of a way to have a cookout, you know? Like, right. Good excuse to so, honor someone, but also yes. gather. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, mm -hmm. I, in my head, was like, okay, June's going to roll around. I'm going to throw my first death party. Mm -hmm. And I'm going 
to make ribs, which is mm-hmm. my dad's favorite. Mm-hmm. And make mm-hmm. ribs and then have everybody over into my new house that I just moved into two mm-hmm. weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be great. And my life is just not that put together this week. It's just not. No ribs today. No ribs today. But call me when you have them. I might. Oh, I actually good. might make them for Father's Day this week. There weekend. you go. There you um, go. And so we'll see. But now here's the question yeah. that I experienced, and I think others have. So today is your father's birthday, and that's sad. And you know it. And yeah. the people who, you know, were around your dad, his loved ones, his friends, mm-hmm. they know it. They mm-hmm. know today's his birthday. Yes. However, and he has siblings too. And his so, siblings, so yeah. they all know it. But it's know. really kind of a finite group. Yeah. Next Sunday in the United States is Father's Day. Yeah. That's a big. Ho- I mean, you can't even watch the news without getting an ad for a sale for right. barbecues at Seriously. Fred Meyer or whatever because That's it's why. Father's Day, and so <laughs> now you're <laughs> about to approach your very first Father's Day without a father, yeah. and the world is not going to let you forget that it's Sunday is Father's Day. Yeah. Are you prepared for that, or what? Not no, at not at all. No. Okay. No, I actually haven't really thought about that. So oh, sorry. I no, mean. that's good. I mean, <laughs> I mean, oh gosh. What can you do? Do you think that even if it's just a tiny little thing that would honor your dad on Father's Day? Well, I think. Okay, I mean, my the the personal action that I could do that my dad would appreciate would be to spend time with my husband and the boys because he was so he just loves the heck out of them and you know so right he would I mean if I if he was still here and I were to call him on Father's Day he would say okay well go spend don't talk to me go spend your time with your like that's what he would have said right right so that's like the personal note Mm -hmm. but in terms of me coping yeah grief wise with it right I probably will turn off my phone for mm-hmm. the day mm-hmm. and really, I mean, okay, out of grief comes art, but you know, our family's really into music. So uh, yes. it might be an oldies music type of day. It might be Hootie right. and the Blowfish type of day. Um, Good like, choices. <laughs> I mean, but things I grew up with that my dad would play Yeah, and just hanging out with the boys. So still right. doing what I said, but um, mm-hmm. I mean, for me... I, I'm not someone who's very good at being vulnerable mm. and and I the whole phrase that we just talked about the the be strong or mm-hmm. you don't have to be strong don't, don't that's have very to. uncomfortable for me mm-hmm. I, when I'm when I am grieving or upset or sad or mad I am the type of person who pushes harder right I right. want to see the needle move forward mm-hmm. my productivity goes up the whole house is extra clean mm-hmm. I I kind I, I like get very I throw myself into something so that I don't have to focus on right. it. Right. I'm trying to. Well, my husband's really working with me to try to get me to sit with my emotions mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and say, "I'm sad." Wow, and that is okay. really powerful. Or you know, like yes. I'm, you know, or I think I think that I need to take a nap, or right. I think that I need to turn off my phone, or right. just yeah. And actually, actually. <clears throat> Grief Coach, mm-hmm. the texting app that we just, who's one just of our sponsors, yep. um, they sent me this text oh, a couple of weeks ago, and it said, when you're feeling overwhelmed, mm-hmm. take a breath mm-hmm. and calm your physical and look for things and say them out loud. So, for example, look at the plant and say, there is a pink flower. 
and like look at the wall and say there is a square picture and like just like very um, ground yourself oh that's what i was gonna say very grounding very specific yes. get yeah. you in the specific moment in time yeah. that you are in it works wow All right, okay, i love it for me We're, yeah no because i start spiraling yes. and then i and then i get into this like tunnel vision of like what can i clean what can i right what work can i pick up what can i and I, right. It's probably not healthy. Right. No. Or if you're like me, it's kind of like, who can I yell at? Which is probably not a good oh. idea either. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. No, that's that's important. Well, I love that you're sharing this story now. And some of our listeners might be going, well, where's the art part? Well, storytelling is. is a huge, huge art form. And we love sharing stories, particularly on our website. Mm-hmm. We have uh, a whole page dedicated to submissions and stories submitted by our readers and we are always looking for essays personal essays poetry and so forth uh, around grief yeah around your own grief story uh, i and like i said we're always looking for something we'd like to post a new one every month and especially if it's a little different to uh, the twist so i'd recommend people going to our stories website kind of see what yeah. we've published before but we really want to hear it i also want to to let people know that storytelling, there's actually a science behind it and that they've proven that telling stories is the best way to teach, Mm. persuade, understand one another. We can remember and make connections more easily through our stories. So hopefully by sharing your story today, Hallie, there's some people out there going, oh, I have a story Mm -hmm. about my dad. And if you would like to share it with us or, you know, share it just in an email or share it in an essay, please. We want to hear from you. The the power of story is so strong and that is clearly a super important art form is storytelling. Yeah. And tweet us like and and tweet us. Tweet tweet us slash slash me. (laughs) Yeah, right. I'm the one tweeting back. Um, But but yeah, seriously, if you guys have any Father's Day plans coming up that are unique or you feel like you're unique, just share share them with us if you're willing right. just because i'd like to i just like to hear them i'm i'm not really going to do anything with your information unless you have a really good add-on idea to my death parties idea right oh, anyone who wants one. to collab yes. on right. this yes. <laughs> help me out help well, me refine and, uh, the vision but if you do and you have an idea that's either worked for you or you're <clears> thinking <throat> about doing for father's yeah. day and you do want to share it with our our readers and our listeners Go ahead and send it to us at Grief Dialogues. Go on our website and uh, do the contact page. Yep. Is that right? Do yep. our contact page on our website and just say, hey, this is re- working for me or we're doing this, etc." Please share it with your readers. And yeah. we'll be happy to share it and, and get back to you and get your social media handles and, and share your great ideas, especially around storytelling and yep. so forth. So, and, and since we're talking about the website, if you guys, I got it all set up. If you, if you want to be on the podcast and have us interview you or talk about your art that you create, um, go to the podcast page. And on there, I've got it all configured for a separate entry form so you can upload your work or, you know, and fill out a little questionnaire. Um, right, right. Now, I do want to say on the podcast, this oh, last week was yeah. so successful. Thank you. Thank Please. you for all Sorry. of you Overwhelmed who, with gratitude. who tuned in at the time or have listened since or watched since. Yeah. We are hitting our max for probably the <laughs> remainder of the calendar year. So if you are interested in being on the podcast. Yes. Please, please fill out that form that Hallie says that's on our website. Yes. Fill that out as soon as possible so we can try to get you into 2022. Because we really do want to share your work. And we're yeah. so honored that so many people want to share their work. 
so we want to make sure that we have enough time slots for everybody so do that, that sooner rather than later very surprising I that mean, was not that, not that, that i didn't was. think we were going to get entries or people were going to listen but it was like whoa oh my gosh okay wait whoa, whoa what do we do with this so this is and then even if we can't fit you in on the podcast in 2022 just know that if you yeah. do have something you've mm-hmm. written or painting or whatever you want to share we can get you on our website yeah. so just you need yeah. to dialogue with us as we say <laughs> <Dialogue> right conversation. <laughs> yes yeah yeah so thank you everyone for listening to our conversation today next Next week, actually, next week we have playwright Laura Tom. Is that right? Laura Toma. Laura Toma. Oh, Laura's told, my, even my friend. Don't say my name. No, no. Laura <laughs> Toma is actually my friend from Playwriting Friends. So she'll be on the show She's so next cool. week. She's really cool. She's and we'll so talk cool. about using theater as, as a way to process grief. I kind of so want to that'll be her. next week. Well, after we, when we talked to her. I was like, oh, you are awesome. She's right. so bubbly. Oh, you she's guys are going to really love her. Cool. She's, she's going to be great. So just to wrap up, once again, we want to thank People's Memorial at yes. peoplesmemorial.org for being our main sponsor today. We also want to thank Humanities Washington for their grant that has made it possible for us to even put on this podcast in the first place. Yes. And a big shout out to Grief Coach. Yeah, guys, really go to their website and explore that. It's It's really worth it, and it's really cool. So... Um, and helpful and not annoying, which is weird because most texting things are pretty annoying. But this right. one is not. I was going to ask you about that, but this is good. No, this it's is good. It's not. They, it's like one text every few weeks. I mean, you can set your tolerance, but it's nice. It's nice. It's, oh, I it's appreciate great. And it's, it's private. Oh, that's even more important, so probably, the privacy, too. So, yeah. Yeah. well, thank you all. And thanks, Hallie. It was always fun talking Bye. with you. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Have a great day. Take care. Bye-bye.